Hallelujah. First of all, Lord, we want to thank you for beating me and her husband, her two children, and I'll settle down in Canada as they desire. There are many lessons to learn from this testimony. It is good to be excited, but what have you learned? If I were to ask this morning, what are the punchlines that you said? God makes everything good in its time. He said, this is the best time they could have come. She said, check your attitude when you're going through something. Now, she sent this video to me on Thursday. I held a service here about attitude on Wednesday. She made mention that she streamed in and she heard a bit of it and she's confirming it. That your attitude counts. We negate our prayer with our attitude. So this morning, thanking God for this, we did a little snippet of attitude on Wednesday, but I'm going to drive it home today. And this is a word of the Lord to Grace Assembly. It's time for us to adjust our attitude. I want multimedia to bring up the slide. Up on the slide, you're going to see a very nice lady and she has a countenance on her face which i'll leave for you to determine what you want to call it the caption is attitude can you read the red line with me a little thing that makes a big difference for good or for evil the scripture there is numbers 14 and verse 24 the new living translation the a part it says but my servant caleb has a different attitude than the others have. Who are the others? There were so many young men in the time of Caleb and Joshua, but only two of them went into the promised land. It had to do with attitude. This morning, I'm going to allow you to be seated. I, I want to do my job, and my job is to profile you and position you in the best position for God to do for you what you heard done for Bidemi um, and her family. I remember that Sunday communion service, she was there and I called her by name. I said, Bidemi, God said for me to tell you no more delay. I'm canceling your delay. And what should take about six weeks happened in two and a half weeks. And in the midst of all she was going through, she still came for the night vigil. A lot of people going through something like that will stop coming to church. It was at night vigil. If you want to clap, go ahead and clap. It was at the night vigil. When we had the, the, the break, I went to my car and I saw her there. And she said, ah, pastor, do you know the prophecy gave me happened? I said, if I tell you I'm surprised, I'm only acting. And then she said, but the problem is our ticket has expired and the airlines don't listen. And maybe in two or three months, by going and maybe they will get another ticket issued and they don't even have money to top because the rates had changed. I said, why are you talking like that? I said, the same way delay has been canceled. This delay has been canceled. Call them every six hours. I gave an instruction. Call them every six hours. By the time she got home, 
on Saturday morning. Her husband was telling her they have given us a ticket. We're leaving Sunday. This was Friday to Saturday. By Sunday night, they left. What she thought would take three months. No money paid. Gone. Attitude. My servant has a different attitude. One of the ways you're going to know who is a servant of God is their attitude when things are not working their way. But my servant Caleb, the same way God says my servant David, when God calls you my servant, it means he has put you on the right side. And the full scripture actually says, but my servant Caleb has a different attitude than the others have. He has remained loyal to me, so, and so I will bring him into the land he explored. His descendants will possess their full share of that land. May we all possess our full share of what God is doing in Jesus' name. So attitude it is we want to talk about today. Simple. A lot of people don't think it's spiritual, but it makes all the difference. Attitude, uh, by definition, is your inward disposition towards things. It's usually inward, but it comes through in some expressions. It's your inward disposition towards things, towards people, in trying situations, in unfavorable circumstances, or when things have been so good. The two ends of the spectrum when you're going through something and when you're so blessed. Watch people's attitude. Well, some people, when they're so blessed, they go out of control. Some people, when they're going through something, they stink up the atmosphere. They just have a bad attitude. Now, I'm going to give you a few um, quotations by very sound people and Christians that I hope will settle the issue. I'm going to take a quotation by the great late president of the United States of America, Thomas Jefferson. He says, read with me, nothing can stop the man with the right attitude from achieving his goal. Nothing on earth can help the man with the wrong attitude. This is one of the fathers of the United States of America where you're queuing to get a visa. These are the men that set it up and laid it on a good foundation. When a wise man is speaking, it shows wisdom for you to quieten down, change your attitude, and listen and glean wisdom. And he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying about attitude. Nothing can stop the man with the right attitude from achieving his goal. And nothing on earth can help the man with the wrong attitude. Perhaps, as I speak, you begin to see where the problem is. Another quotation from Walter Scott. That quotation says, for success, attitude is equally as important as ability. That's a good place for you to clap. Attitude is equally as important as ability. You've heard it said that many people are, are hired for their aptitude, but they're fired for their attitude. So just getting something, even if you got something, you have a wrong attitude, you're likely to lose it. It's first tough for you to get it, but even if you got it by luck, if you don't have the right attitude, you're likely to lose it. These are very wise people speaking, and God is trying to get my attention. It was after I started this series that Bidemi sent the video saying that attitude matters. 
how many of us can be denied exit out of the country you have shut down your house you've taken your children from school you shut down your business you pack your bags you give away things you get to the airport and they don't let you and you have children even the shame of going back to your neighbors say ah we've done send off for you and you come back how many of you will not fight with god for the next one year as the lord leaves that lady never missed her position on this rostrum she was singing she was worshiping she was not a head of department she was not a minister in charge of anything she was just a church member and she stayed faithful and she was dealing with all that what are you dealing with and your attitude is so bad she will smile at me i will ask her how she said everything is fine we're working on it for one year shut down the business shut down the house you know it is so embarrassing and you can't even tell people when next and do you know how do you explain that to your children do you now take them back to school and say excuse me is their position still available how much should i pay for one term because i don't know where we go or should i pay for half the term lots of questions but a good attitude was obvious to all of us she was there Servant, look at how good attitude pays. Everything came together. Children are in school, everything working. In the day of our testing, may our attitude not cancel us from God's blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to say to people that are really expecting a breakthrough, watch your attitude. God says, My servant Caleb will enter. He will collect his full share because he has the right attitude. We have prayed. Let's not negate our prayer with our attitude. Attitude is important because attitude drives behavior and shapes character. It is your inner attitude that drives your behavior. And it begins to shape your character if you don't handle your attitude early enough. How many of us know some people that usually they have bad attitude? Do you like to be in the same room with them? Do you, do you like to talk with them for long? Would you do business with them? You look for every opportunity to avoid people with a bad attitude. No matter how beautiful you are, lady, if you have a bad attitude, you may not find a guy to stay. And that's why they say very handsome men like RMD. Uh, all the same. Why can't they marry ordinary looking girls? Because the little good, the good looking girls usually have bad attitude. The average looking ones are the ones that have good attitude. I've heard women say that. Why can't fine boys always marry ordinary looking girls? Check your attitude, girl. You know, I was talking about teams. I was talking about teams. God says you can't win by yourself. You need to be in a team. Do you know that even if you put somebody in your team and you find out the person's attitude stinks, do you know that you'll be looking for a way to push the person out? What you get by luck or by blessing, you can lose for your bad attitude. This is the word of the Lord. Whether you say amen or not, I have spoken the word. Everybody take your side of the word. Thomas Jefferson, and I don't know which village you come from, but I doubt if you have a Thomas Jefferson, has said it. He said, nothing can stop the man 
with the right attitude from achieving his goal. And nothing on earth can help the man or the woman with the wrong attitude. If this man is speaking, you ought to be listening. I'll give you another quotation by Clement Stone. He talks about the difference in people. Clement Stone, he says there is a little difference. Can you bring that up, please? Okay, they're having some problems. There's a little difference in people, but that little difference makes a big difference. The little difference is attitude. The big difference is whether it is positive or negative. You know, when God begins to speak to us like this, it means you're so close to a breakthrough. And what can disqualify you, God so loves you, he really puts it in front of you. It's like you're going for an interview, American Embassy, and God just says something to you, and they deny everybody, and you get there, they give you, and people are saying, what did you do? Because God usually prepares us. I know somebody's breakthrough, somebody going to a serious level is just at the door. You will make it, you will not fail in the name of I need to, I will make it, I will not fail in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's up there on the screen. There's a little difference in people. There isn't a lot of difference between us. But that little difference makes a great difference. That little difference is attitude and the big difference is whether it is positive or negative. I'm going to run down through some attitudes that we're used to. And you can add your own as we go along. There's a right attitude and there's a wrong attitude. Am I correct? There's a positive attitude and a negative attitude. Am I correct? There's a good and a bad attitude. Am I correct? There's a progressive and a retrogressive attitude. Some attitude will take you forward. Some attitude will take you backwards. There's an enduring attitude. Like Naomi and Ruth. The attitude of Ruth was so enduring to Naomi. But Naomi just to one day and says, It is time for me to bless you. How is it that I will not bless you? It is written in the book of Ruth. It says, I will bless you. You will have a home. And then she sent her in the right direction. And everything came to pass. Enduring attitude. Attractive attitude. On the other side, there's the repulsive attitude. Help me now. There's the annoying attitude. There's the stinking attitude. There's the proud attitude. Have you met that one before? Some people not get money or they not get power, but like this. This is how they work. This is how they work. I always say, if you not get money, what you will do? You not get money, and I say you do. There's a proud attitude. There's a humble attitude. And the reason why we, we don't like the humble attitude, we think that it doesn't pay. No, no, no. People may not pay you, but God will reward you. That's a good place for you to clap for the Lord. People may not do you good, but God will reward you. There's an attitude of entitlement. 
Come on now, somebody help me. Do you know what it means? People that have the attitude of entitlement. I was saying on Wednesday, hey, here you are, you have only um, maybe 500 naira in your pocket. Somebody asks you for money, you give the person 200 naira. And it looks like uh, the MD or Shedja for as tall, as handsome as he said, ah, Uncle, you pass this now. <laughs> He said, you pass this now. He said, you're talking to me? He said, I beg, I bring. Ah. Sometimes they will even do this to you. Say, if you like, take your money. Meanwhile, you had only 500 naira. You gave the joker 200 naira. The attitude of entitlement. Even if I have money, did you walk and put it in my pocket? Can you feel me this morning? May that not be our attitude in Jesus' name. There's the attitude of love. There's the attitude of gratitude and there's the attitude of ingratitude. Ten lepers were healed. I was saying to them on Wednesday, you don't understand what it means to be healed of lep leprosy. Pastor me, when we used to drive to uh, Benin, there's a place the road is bad. The lepers come from the lepers colony. They don't get nose. The thing has chopped the nose. It's a hole you will see. They don't have fingers. The ears are falling off. And they look so weird. In fact, as much as you want to bless them, fear will not make you wind down. And God heals you of something that even though you have a house, they won't let you live in your house. You're an outcast. You have a wife. You would. Uh, you have leprosy. You see whether your wife will sleep on the same bed with you. Oh, see, that love, eh? May we not see the thing we pass us. You know, you have an office. You can't go to your office. But the Lord healed them. And nine attitude of ingratitude, they never came back to say thank you. Only one came back. And the Lord noted it. The attitude of ingratitude even with the Lord stinks. Think about it. Who has blessed you? Who has helped you? What's your attitude today? Think about it. Some of us need to go and make our ways right as you hear this kind of sermon. Because the records are being taken. The attitude of gratitude and the attitude of ingratitude. The attitude of complaining. Grumpy attitude. Every little thing you are going to have a complaint. The unforgiving attitude. The non-reconciliatory attitude. Meanwhile, the Bible says God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Reconciling to ourselves and reconciling the world to him. What about the holier-than-thou attitude? Always judging everybody else. The Bible says, remove the log in your eye before you talk about the speck in anybody's eyes. Holier-than-thou is an attitude. The Lord doesn't like such people at all. Can I tell you something? I'm positioning you for God to accelerate your blessing in your direction and so shall it be in Jesus' mighty name. Interestingly, Philippians 2 verse 5, the NIV, Philippians 2 verse 5 tells us the kind of attitude we should have. Can you read with me at a count of three? One, two, three, go. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. What would Jesus do? What would be Jesus' attitude in this situation? That's what our attitude should be. The Living Bible says your attitude should be the kind of attitude that was shown us by Jesus Christ. And that's why Caleb, God bless, 
It says, hey, my servant Caleb has a right attitude. I will bring him into the land. Meaning nothing will stop Caleb from enjoying the goodness of the Lord. May nothing stop us from being settled this year in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to read um, something I extracted from an article. It says, the truth is, attitudes are inner dispositions of the heart and thoughts. They are the hidden intentions which will eventually serve as the basis for our actions. In reality, no one else really knows the thoughts of your heart except you and God. Consequently, attitude is something that only you and God can work out. I can't help you with your attitude. I can only show you what it sh where it leads. Only you and God. This morning is the first day of the month of grace because five is the number of grace. When grace is multiplied unto somebody, you work in the miraculous. As I'm speaking to you about attitude, this first day of the month of grace, may the grace of God cause us and help us to adjust our attitude so that the grace of God may be multiplied unto us and that we don't pursue miracles anymore. They catch up and overtake us. Goodness and mercy, blessing, favor and prosperity will be our portion throughout the month of May as we adjust our attitudes in Jesus name that amen is still under construction it says it says no one really knows the thoughts of your heart except you and God consequently attitude is something that only you and God can work out a change which must take place inwardly this is a time to open up to the Lord. This is not a time to shut the door and put on the security because God wants to reach you so that he can bless you. i give you another um, quotation by Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs, a very wise man, says, A positive attitude causes a chain reaction of events and outcomes. It is a catalyst and it sparks off extra ordinary results. A positive attitude causes a chain reaction of events and outcomes. It is a catalyst and it sparks off extraordinary results. If today you want extraordinary results, you're in the right place. God has already blessed you and this blessing will lead to extraordinary results in Jesus' mighty name. I'm going to read uh, another uh, excerpt from uh, a study I did on bad attitude. It says, bad attitude. Most of us can easily identify bad attitudes when they are displayed outwardly in, in our words or actions, such as a negativeness, criticalness, rebellion, defiance, defiance impatience, uncooperative, apathy, discouragement, independence, presumption, arrogance, self-centeredness, rudeness, and such like. I want to ask a question. Isn't bad attitude very common these days? How common is bad attitude? With the younger generation, how common is bad attitude? You can't correct them. The reaction you're going to get three out of four times when you correct the next generation is a bad attitude. And this is why the church needs to talk about this. Because they are justifying it. If you are here and you've been justifying bad attitude, you're on your own. 
now that I've spoken the word, what you're doing is you're saying, Lord, I don't care. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. There's Joshua, there's Caleb, and there's a rest. He, the heart and ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. An attitude that will not allow you to change. You know, every time God wants to bless you, usually he will try and change something about you. If you have an attitude, you will not listen, so you will not change and you will not get blessed. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. I want to take a quotation. This is an anonymous quotation. It says, a bad attitude. Read that with me. A bad attitude is like a flat tire. You won't get anywhere until you change it. If you want to clap, clap well, well. You know, half clap is an attitude. If you want to do it, do it well. A bad attitude is like a flat tire. You have a tire. You have a car. May all that you have not end up amounting to little or nothing. Amen. The bad attitude is like flatter. You won't get anywhere until you change it. Terry Bradshaw says, bad attitudes will even ruin your team. If you have a team that is working, if somebody develops a bad attitude, you either make sure the person changes or you get rid of the person. For instance, Pastor, when you go to make a pitch, maybe United Nations now, on the basis of all this potential Third World War, they come to you and say, we need to reposition um, the United uh, Nations. We hear that you are a perception manager, and you have a six-man team. But there's somebody there that sparks anyhow. And the team, you know, the, the, the presentation is going on, and somebody maybe opens the door, you're using a dark room, and light flows in, and this person that has a bad attitude, the bad attitude has to do with responding to something they don't like. Just flares up. And the room goes quiet. And the secretary general is in the room and says, turn on the light. That's the end of the presentation. Thank you, Yomi, and walks out. Can you afford such a person on your team? Poverty will embrace you. This man said, bad attitudes will ruin your team. I said to you that it is one thing for you to want to pick somebody to be on your team. You should be careful whether you qualify to be in somebody else's team. And if you qualify yesterday, please remember that we, we assess people all the time. Just because you enter university doesn't mean you will graduate. When they assess you by exam, your conduct, if they find that your attitude is too bad, they will say, excuse me, that will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Bad attitudes will win even a winning team. Proverbs 16, verse 18, the New Century Version. Very important. It says, pride leads to what? Destruction. A proud attitude brings ruin. Can I tell you what ruin means? Ground zero. It's not that something damage you. Ruin means finish. A proud attitude brings ruin. I'll show you how it works. Second Chronicles 26 verse 16a. This is a story of a young king that God blessed called Uzziah. But the Bible says in verse 16a, but when King Uzziah was strong, when things had gone his way so much, 
his heart was lifted up to his destruction. The same way the Lord spoke to Saul, it says, did God not make you the ruler of your people when you were small in your own sight? A lot of us, our attitude may be contained when we're struggling because we need help, but when we prosper or when we think we have arrived or we're doing good, the same person who used to have a good attitude now suffers from a bad attitude. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Have you seen people change from somebody who used to be polite to being extremely obnoxious and rude just because they now suddenly think they have a Lexus like Pastor Romy? <laughs> no, not your own, that somebody may now have, and the person that used to call you sir will now say, who are you talking to? <laughs> Let's see the message version of this. This one drives it home. But when the strength and success went to his head, arrogant and proud, he fell. As a matter of fact, let me give you a litmus test for checking attitude. Never trust anybody's attitude when they're struggling. I will know who you are when you think you have arrived. So when I talk to you the way I used to talk to you, when you start showing bad attitude, I know that you never had it. You were just so needy from me. That was why you were respecting me. Now you think you don't need something from me. I will know whether we're mates or not. It's the same thing for children. Let me tell the parents, Liz, some of you, you know I have children over 30 years old, so some of you should listen to me. You don't know that your children respect you until when they don't need your money anymore. When they have their own money, you say what you used to say. I hope you'll get the same result. And the children that already have their own money and they still have a good attitude to their parents, can you help me celebrate them? God will bless them more and more. I want to thank God for such children. It's not just biological children. What about spiritual children? The people you raise in ministry when they think they don't need you anymore, that's when you will know whether you are their father or their mate. I thank God my big sister is here. I thank God my learner senior is here. In all, you call me sir because I'm the founding pastor and senior pastor of Grace Assembly. But the truth is said, I don't think you can ever tell anybody I have any day been anywhere near rude to you by my attitude. It has never happened. It will never happen. The story of Uzziah was a king, very young king. As a matter of fact, he died of leprosy. The men of God didn't curse him. God just put leprosy on him. And he was not buried amongst the kings. He had to be buried away from the kings. So there's something about attitude. God, I tell you something, God rewards people with good attitude. He looks for them. That's why he said, my servant Caleb. And that's the thing about David too. When the when um, Nathan the prophet confronted David, do you know some kings will kill the prophet? You don't remember what Samuel said when the Lord told him to go and anoint David king. He said, if the king hears, he will kill me. He said, Saul will kill me. 
like for him to anoint another king. He, was, he told God, he said, Samuel, Samuel told God that Saul will kill me. You tell me go and anoint another king. That's what kings used to do. But there was a king called David. Nathan said, you are the one who transgressed the Lord. And he tore his clothes and put on ashes and said, how can I please God? And that's why he reigned and even put his son on the throne because of the right attitude. A good attitude doesn't mean you're perfect, but when you're confronted, your attitude shows. We are so near a breakthrough. This is preparing you for a breakthrough. May we not for a small thing miss the big thing in Jesus' mighty name. Now, I want to talk about good attitudes. I'm going to read an excerpt from my study as well. You know, I, I, in traffic, I have to check my attitude now. And to be in traffic, we have to check our attitude. Because there's a way they will push you to the limit. That's why some of you don't have Grace Assembly in your car. So that when your attitude changes, they won't say after all, you're a member of Grace Assembly. All of you that don't have Grace Assembly in your car, I suspect all of you. <laughs> I don't know where you live, but in my area, they don't obey traffic lights. They will almost jam you. And you are on the right, and they do like this to you again. <laughs> Holy Ghost fire. God, I'm working on my attitude. The Lord deliver me too in Jesus' name. Say your own prayer. You're saying amen to me. Say your own prayer. We're all work in progress. Come on now. <laughs> We're keeping it real. We're keeping it real. Okay, good attitudes are generally demonstrated in being, come on, read with me, in being polite, positive, encouraging, loving, humble, teachable, cooperative, considerate, selfless, loyal, persevering, and so forth. And that is the encapsulation of the fruits of the spirit, Galatians 5, 22 to 23. People say they're spiritual. They recite the fruits of the spirit which is captured in one word, good attitude, and yet we struggle with good attitude. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. I want to take one killer of a quotation from Jeff Keller. Jeff Keller says, read with me, a good attitude is a person's passport to a better tomorrow. A good attitude is a person's passport to a better tomorrow. Ah. Father, we will not miss a better tomorrow. Zig Ziglar says, your attitude, not your aptitude, will determine your altitude. That means your level in life is not determined by your aptitude. It's most and generally your attitude. There's another unanimous quotation that says your attitude is like a price tag. It shows how valuable you are. You can posture all you like. 
when people see your attitude, they used to divide whatever the total that you thought you were. I'll give an example. If you thought you were 500 and your attitude is 100, when you use 100 to divide 500, that means you come down to 5. That's how it happens. Whether it's beauty, whether it's education, whether it's spirituality, your attitude divides the quantum of what assessment you had and generally the results may not be so good. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. I want to close with this. Ephesians 4.22, there are few prayers there. NIV says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your mind. I want to join the capitals at the beginning and the capitals at the end together. You were taught to be made new in the attitude of your mind. It takes teaching, not preaching. This is a teaching class. It takes teaching by so many examples. I have shown you that attitude is so critical. It can puncture your prayer and negate your anointing if your attitude stinks, even with God. King Josiah, God put leprosy on him. It was not the man of God. The Bible says the priest confronted him. You cannot offer incense, but nobody prayed. Bible says leprosy just came on him. I even want to talk about another attitude. Mary and Joseph, the mother and father of Jesus, so to speak. Please stay with me. It's easy for people to say Mary had a good attitude. How many women here will allow God to disrupt your life and put you in such an embarrassing position publicly to impregnate you when you claim you are a, a, a virgin in a society that does not allow tukumbos? Can God trouble you with what he wants to do so much? What will be your attitude? Today, the Mary will have said, no, 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 no. I want my life to be normal. I want my life to go according to sequence. And many times, God has something great for us, but our attitude doesn't let him come close. But he found a virgin called Mary, who thought of it and said, mm, let it be unto me according to your word. This is going to be difficult, but let it be unto me according to your word. Why is it that our attitude is dominantly driven by how we want our life to be. It doesn't matter what God wants to do. It doesn't matter what battle God wants to fight. It's what we want that determines our attitude. Concerning Joseph, we have ignored Joseph for a long time and I want to speak for Joseph today. Blessed Mary will always be blessed Mary, but Nobody says there's a blessed Joseph. I'm not saying there's a blessed Joseph. But Joseph also needs to be, uh, to be celebrated for his good attitude. You had a girlfriend who met an angel. And she said she got pregnant. And the Bible says he wanted to put her away with a good attitude. He was not going to do it publicly. You don't return evil for evil. Even if you thought Mary pulled a stunt, he said he wanted to do it privily, quietly. 
And an angel came to him and said, No, no, no. It is the Lord. He changed his attitude. I'm switching from attitude to change of attitude. He had put everything in place how he was going to let her go. When the angel, and what's an angel? I am the angel of God over Grace Assembly. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, he spoke to the angel over the church in Ephesus. And I'm speaking the word, would you change your attitude, Joseph? What you wanted to do makes sense to you, but the word of the Lord came to him. He said, don't put her away. The child she's with is of the Lord. And the Bible says, he changed his attitude. And he embraced her and didn't touch her until after she had the baby and she was already his wife. Will somebody under the sound of my voice, at least your majesty, consider changing that attitude? The thing about attitude is, if, you know, some people say, ah, naso abio, naso abio. I know they, I know they, ah, no, 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 for, leave that one, no. Naso abio, I be fire, I be fire. That's me, that's me. Hey, take it or leave it. That language is not the language of the Bible. Even my mother know me. My papa cannot talk to me. If you want to clap, show the right attitude. Clap well, well. Some of you are clapping out of repentance. I'm looking at some of you. I say, hey, as you are clapping, God is giving you grace not to be like that anymore. They say, Pastor, leave that matter. They can't, they can't tell you. They can't tell you. So, 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 hey, so they've told you. Oh, no, no, no. Pastor, leave that matter. I say, hey. Joseph changes attitude and took the shame to explain to his friend the same thing his fiance was saying. Do you know how he looked to his friends? He said, Joe card number one, say, Mary, don't cook you. <laughs> and then no performance till about 15 months after. No performance. Not saying he cook you, your brain said, don't fry. <laughs> but he changed his attitude today. Celebrated. Help me celebrate this man that changed his attitude. I'll take another quotation from the great man, Robert Shula, the one of greatest um, evangelists in the United States, said, the good, news is that the, bad, it, the good news is that the bad news can be turned into good news when you change your attitude. The good news is that the bad news can be turned into good news when you change your attitude. So 1 Samuel 10 verse 9 shows what God does when a man submits to God. The Bible says, as Saul said goodbye to Samuel and started to go, God gave him a new attitude. And then all of Samuel's prophecies came true that day. May the prophecies that have been pronounced upon our life come through as God enables us to change our attitude in Jesus' name. I want you to stand to your feet. I want you to put your hand on your heart. Put your right hand on your heart. The scripture says, Ephesians 4 and 23, the New Living Translation, the scripture says, so let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitude. I want you to bow your heads in prayer and say, Lord, 
I will not resist the Holy Spirit. It's the first day of the month of May, the month of grace. I receive grace to change and adjust my attitude. That I may not be disqualified, but indeed become qualified for all the prophecies that have been spoken in my life to come to pass. Somebody pray. Say, Lord, as you gave Saul a new attitude, that things began to work for him and he could truly reign. Lord, give me also a new attitude. Pray, pray, pray. Say, in any area I am struggling, grant me the grace. Thomas Jefferson says, you can't stop a man with the right attitude. He's going to make it. And nothing can help somebody with the wrong attitude. Submit to God today and say, Lord, the word is for me. It has come to me. Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will lift you up and bless you in due season. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to those of a humble disposition. Touch my heart, O oh Lord. I, I need my choir to help me sing, touch my heart, O oh Lord. Make it ever new. This is the first month of the year. My desire is that this month of the year will be a month of unending cyclical testimonies in every home with every one of us in the name of the Lord Jesus. Touch my heart, O oh God. song I see somebody a decision has been taken against you on the basis of your attitude I see a room about six people say and somebody was speaking for you that it is not necessarily like that and they said okay when the office opens wherever you meet they're going to call you and they're going to do something that should provoke that attitude and the moment you do that everything is lost and I'm praying that between now and that event, the Lord will have given you a new heart. And you will disappoint your enemies. And you will please God. And God will cause you to reign in this life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, indeed, this is the story of all of us. Help us, O oh God, to be of a new spirit and a better attitude. That every trap that has been set for us 
to disqualify us will fail in the name of the Lord Jesus. And every miss that the Lord wants to put our name in amongst winners, amongst precious ones, amongst kings that will rule and reign in life, may, may the Lord cause us to be qualified in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for the word today. We give you praise, we give you glory. Blessed be your name now and forevermore. This month will be a month of multiplied grace and multiplied testimonies. So the glory of our name, in Jesus' name we have prayed. If you have been blessed this morning, help me show a good attitude and bless the Lord. Thank you. You may be seated.